Hey guys, this is Feiwu. Let's see how this one goes. It is close to midnight on Friday, which means that I should be, or should I say, yeah, midnight on Friday. Sorry, it's a little bit late, which means I should be releasing a new episode to my Face World podcast in about thirty minutes. And for the past two weeks, as I mentioned in the latest episode from two weeks ago, I had been trying to focus my time and energy. On my new YouTube channel, also called Face World, specific,、uh, specifically Face World Media, which I like the name quite a lot. Anyway, well, the situation is this: usually, I tend to record interview episodes, or I plan out these mini series about freelancing and how to DIY your documentary. And what happens with creators like myself is, over time, you kind of lose touch with more authentic content. And not that we are trying to create something to impress the listeners. You know, most likely we're trying to impress ourselves and and trying to see a trajectory of growth, or some sort of indicators. You know, unfortunately, what it means is you know better sound, focusing better sound, more likes, comments, whatever that may be, better transitions, introductions, outros. It gets crazy, but the reality is, a lot of the time when you are working as an indie creator. Or you know, which is short for independent creators or creative entrepreneurs, you find that you spend a lot of time alone on your own. Because look, without that time, you won't be able to get things done. You can't be watching TV with your friends. You can't be making plans every single weekend because you really have to sit in front of a computer and do your work. And that's just how it goes in the digital age today, right? So I want to do this episode literally unscripted. And just me singing, sitting in an office, using speaking into a microphone that most people don't have.、Uh, this is a Newman mic, which was a significant upgrade for me from a couple of years ago, and I love it. And I don't travel anywhere with it because I don't want to break it. But also tomorrow, December sixth, I almost forgot because I don't mark it on my calendar. It kind of just goes year after year. Is the fact that you know my dad. What I've been passed away for ten years. It's, it's been a decade as of tomorrow that I've you know lived my life without him. You know I lost him when I was twenty six. I'm thirty six now, and a lot have changed. The one thing I realized, which saddens me sometimes, but also gives me strength because I you know there's the superstitious side of me thinking that I think he sees and he knows everything, even though he's not living on planet Earth with me at this moment. Which is everything that I'm known for, Phase World, Phase World podcast, the newly launched documentary series from November 2019. He has never seen, and literally everything I've done, I'm most proud of, come from started from five years ago, and this has been something that I think about, and it just feels a little tough sometimes, you know, because. I know, in particular, my mom is someone who is just always really proud of me, no matter what. I could be like last in class, and she would still be proud. But my dad, on the other hand, was he was someone who was more into kind of materialistic things and like things on the surface that you can point to and you can share with your friends. I mean, gosh. If my dad were on social media today, he would be the one posting all the pictures he's taken of himself with celebrities in China. I don't know. I really don't mean to talk down on him, but you know that's just kind of his style. 
And as a result of that, you know, our relationship was very complicated because my mom was the one who really shown, you know, she had shown me and really taught me what was most important things in life, which are the authentic things. And you got to be true to yourself. Whereas my dad was a, a really good person and extremely ta- talented artist, but he didn't really see that through until the very end. So part of me always feels like he would have been such a cheerleader because now I can really share with him and talk to him about the things that I'm accomplishing. So that part is hard. Um, But I think what I think about this episode, I, I do want to share a bit more than what it's like of me recording into a mic inside my office all by myself, right? I don't have cheerleaders. I don't have anybody listening. I don't know how many people will be listening to this this particular episode, but I want to reflect and get to the point and the title of this, which is the 10 things I learned in this past decade, really meaning the past 10 years, the things that I hope other people will consider and do no matter what their age is right now, doesn't matter if you're 15, you're 50, you're 80 years old, doesn't matter. Um, reconsider how you structure your lives and maybe you'll find a couple of things I mentioned below to be helpful, Um, which is number one, and by the way, these things are not necessarily in any order of importance or I just kind of thought of them as I was um, kind of traveling today. I went to see Cirque du Soleil, so I had a lot of time between my afternoon interviews and watching the show at 7.30 p.m. So I was at a coffee shop, I kind of just wrote these things down. Number one, you must build something on your own, no matter what that might be. Something on your own, please, doesn't matter if you know an author, you know some famous artist, you want a collaboration. I'm not against collaboration. By all means, please, you know, learn from other people. But sooner or later, build something on your own. Write a book, start a blog post, start your podcast. Don't worry about listeners. Launch 10 episodes and, and quit if you don't love it paint something, you know, and and I don't know, do something, interview people without publishing, but do something, build something on your own and see it through. Number two, try something new every year and reinvent yourself every three years. What I mean by that is when you try something new every year, you really, I mean, I mean it as an adult, you don't have to be great at it because chances are you're not going to be great at it within the first year or the first 10 years because success, you know, sometimes measured by decades. I watched my parents becoming you know, great artists and it literally took them a lifetime. So try something new. For me, it has been Zumba. My God, I couldn't dance to save my life. I was that little awkward, embarrassed girl sitting in a corner at every single party. If you were the one who took my hand and grabbed me, trying to encourage me to dance next to me, I would be really angry. I would leave. Now, I feel like I I can't wait to get up and dance. I hear music, I want to dance. So thanks to all the wonderful teachers in my life. I mean, you know who you are. Jorge, Sandra, uh, Nicole, Kelvin, and, and all the other teachers that I go to um, classes for at Lifetime Fitness here in Massachusetts. Now, second is reinvent yourself every three years, guys and girls. What I mean by that is you want to, you know what it takes to spark something new in yourself because you are so much more than you think you are. And you know so much more deep down than what you know. So, 
you know, really break out of that shell and that, you know, break out of your own prison, whatever it may be, travel a bit more, you know, read books that you never read and maybe befriend with people that you would otherwise ignore, you know, reach out to people that you've lost in touch with. Number three, be strategic who you friend and take advice from. Okay, look, there may be a lot of people who seem really successful. That's that's the thing. If they're friendly, they're cool, they're kind, go for it. But if they're just quote-unquote successful, making a lot of money, appear on magazine covers, whoever those people are and represent in your life doesn't mean they, they have all the answers. And if you just chase after the fame and popularity, you, you got to really watch out. And, and forget about people on magazine covers. Even if there are managers above you at work right now, um, and, and then you want to follow their path to be doing what they're doing. Sure, I'm sure some people are doing great things, mentor other people. But if you see those sharks and, you know, cutthroat people who are really climbing to the top, willing to do whatever it takes, you really got to watch out for the advice. Don't even approach them. Don't ask them for advice. Number four, what it means to be myself. First, I need to know myself and know my unique joy. It's so easy to be persuaded, persuaded these days and and follow whether it's social media or whatever the media is trying to convey you. And I don't mean strate- strategically or specifically just TV and general media. I mean, you're surrounded by what the world wants you to believe in, you know, uh, keeping up with the Joneses, whatever that may be. But watch out for your unique joy. What makes you feel happy? That you feel, you feel so alive. And maybe when you feel so alive and happy, you look around, other people are not necessarily enjoying themselves. But look, you're not hurting anybody. It's just, you know, that maybe you're a bit of a weirdo because all of us are. Know what makes you happy. And that's going to change you. It's going to change your life for the better. Number five, relationships matter. Choose to be close to the people who energize you. Find your own people. Yeah, that really matters, you know? Networking aside, I mean, don't just network and go to some fancy party, cocktail party, or those after work events, going to a really loud bar, spending 80 bucks on drinks. That's just overpriced. Or for me, I'm not even a drinker. People are just there socializing. They're trying to run away from their own lives. You know, really watch out for the relationships that energize you. Maybe are people who want to enjoy a glass of wine. Maybe people who are coming to brunch with you that you invite to your homes, tell each other stories with quiet music. But you just, you're soaked in, in those conversations. You remember them and you keep retelling them. They are your people. Number six, if you can find your people or don't have enough of them around you, please consider building your own tribe little by little because they're not going to all just show up. You have to create that environment. One of the best things I did was to create a tribe for independent creators just like myself. No, I'm not talking about people who make, you know, multi six figures and seven figures. They probably don't even want to be that group. But I created a group called Alt Podcasters, altpodcasters.com. You can go check it out. Look, they're more than just podcasters now. They're all independent creators who are building businesses and living the life they couldn't even dream of before. And we're a tribe together. You know, we're having so much fun. Number seven, there is no overnight success. You have to do the work. 
I know, we keep lying to ourselves, reading from BuzzFeed or wherever. Like, how do we do that? Look, we all have friends and know people who buy lottery tickets, right? Some people still do these days, and it just blows my mind. We want shortcuts because life is short. We want to be 30, we want to be 30, retired, have enough money, not only for ourselves, but also for our kids, for charity. Everybody wants that, but you got to do the work. Not everything has to work, and you have to believe in the process. And I was just listening to um, the episode with Jeff Farlin, I believe. I just heard his name for the first time. And uh, with Brian Koppelman, go ahead and check it out, please. They talk about don't just follow the advice, such as follow your dream, because when you do that, you really have to be great at something. But most people aren't necessarily great at acting or singing one of those popular domains. However, if you do the work little by little, you will get better. You notice that most obviously with podcasters, most people start off sounding really awkward, have no idea how to interview people, asking all the wrong questions, canned questions, not engaging. But everyone I know improves. Everyone. Number eight, immigrants, minorities, women, listen up. Popular media tells you that you have status and you can level up like everyone else. Turns out it's true. It's really true. And knowing that when you're first trying to break in, it is that much harder. And Dory Clark talks about it because you look around at the beginning, you're nobody, and there's so many people who don't look like you, sound like you, and there are a lot of hurdles that you have to freaking go through to even get to level one with no status whatsoever. But if you stick to it, if you believe in it, you believe in the message, guess what? doesn't matter how freaking small, small um, the um, your platform is, people want to stand on it with you. When I started my podcast, there was like 50 downloads per episode. It didn't matter. People want to be... Um, there with me anyway. So I so uh, appreciate those people who chose to to be um, with me, to, to support me, to help me learn, um, and to be interviewed by me. Thank you, guinea pigs. Um, number nine, if you have a loving family, you are very lucky, kiss them, love them, but they still don't mean, but that still, that still doesn't mean that they are right. You have to find your path. Even if they don't get it, they want the best for you. But at the end of the day, you have to choose the life that you want. I want to say this because I'm very lucky. I come from a very loving family. I mentioned my mom briefly. My mom also happens to be very successful. Put me through school, college. Um, Couldn't have had the life and the belief I have in myself without her. However, because I believe in her so much, I wanted to believe in everything that she has ever said. And there's so many things that she got wrong. And there are things she got wrong about me. And being the artist and the forceful, the the powerful woman that she's always been her life, I really went the wrong way several times. And um, I, I didn't know who I was because I wanted to impress her. I want to be loved by her. But I also waited a lot of, wasted a lot of time as a result of that. So please don't make the mistake I did. Number 10, live a life you want, not what someone else wants for you. I think we all hear this and people say that, I mean, nurses at retirement homes, at hospice places, and they hear from people um, who are dying. And that's the number one wish they want other people to know is if they could change their life, they would have lived 
it the way that they wanted. So I think everything I mentioned before this 10th point all leads to just that. And and that's that's what I need to remind myself of. And on top of that, I want to say, you know, one thing I think want to really kind of blow up a bit more and, and write a blog post, I don't know, a video maybe on YouTube is how to live your best, how to live your best life without everything you want. So the want part is important because we all want a lot in our lives. Even if I ask you to try to narrow down, okay, the 10 things, the 10 things you cannot live without, you know, you keep narrowing it down. We still want a lot more than we're currently happy or satisfied with. Um, I know for me, it's really easy for me to lose my status when people point out the fact, including some of my family members, to say that you don't have kids. For you're, 30, you're 36 years old, you have a successful career, you have a company, um, you know, some people look up to you even say, but you don't have children. And which, as part of the Asian culture, really is a pretty big failure. It's something that's really frowned upon. And... If you don't have kids currently, for whatever medical reasons or otherwise, people expect you to keep trying, uh, going through procedures, which, by the way, that's not the choice I have. And I thought to myself, you know what? I always, I always, always loved kids. And I always imagined myself as a mom, not a young mom, not in my teens or even in my 20s. I always wanted to be a mom in my 30s. And now I am just past my mid-30s and I still don't have kids. And it doesn't look like uh, it to be an easy route, I thought to myself, I still want to live the best life I have, even though without a very important element, which is having um, a family with children. So I thought an alternative would be instead of feeling bitter, instead of um, risking my own health and going through endless procedures and whatever it may be, I want to choose happiness. I want to choose helpfulness. I want to be able to help other people, influence young people and old people. My youngest friends, my uh, little friends from Zumba, they're five, six years old. In fact, they're my instructor's kids and they're adorable. And I want to contribute to their lives, my friends' lives who are my age and older. And I absolutely admire, I, I think one of the most precious people that I have in my life is Polly Chatfield. I interviewed her on this podcast as well. She's 90 years old. And I cannot tell you how grateful I am every time I sit down with her, have lunch and have a conversation. I just don't want that to end. I I learned from her a tremendous amount. And I think to myself, what a privilege to be able to connect with these people and more of them over time to celebrate their lives, their families, to help their children. So uh, that is a lot of rambling and you guys probably sense that I was tired, but I try to pick myself up and that's how it goes. I had a few words clearly I didn't know how to say at the time and I don't want to edit this because I want you guys, I want you guys to hear this. This is what a podcaster sounds like at midnight after recording episodes for five years with over 230 episodes. This is an uncut version and many people... Uh, many people probably think that you can do better and you probably will but give it a shot create something on your own so much love from the headquarters and um, you know 10th anniversary to my dad I miss him dearly but I can I don't know I feel like he can hear every word 
and uh, I know he's very proud. Not because, not because of face world, money, the places I've traveled to, um, but I think he would be most proud knowing that I've decided to live a fulfilling life and the life that I have chosen for myself. Finally. And take care, guys. I would love to hear from you in every format possible. I am at Phase World everywhere on social media, F-E-I-S-W-O-R-L-D. And sorry, new listeners, if you're listening to this for the first time, I, I'm so grateful that you've chosen to spend the time with me. There are so many new listeners every single week. Um, so thank you, and I will see you and talk to you next week.